To be honest with you, I'm not sober. Uh, I'm booze free, but I'm not sober. When you drink, you know what it is. It's like, I just popped that bottle and in 15 minutes, none of this shit is gonna matter anymore. Hey guys, on this episode of why I quit drinking and how things have improved, I get into the six month wall that happens. I talk about some of the process of me really diving deep and starting to understand why it is that I do this and how this, all these things, the suffering, the challenges, the all the hardship that we've all been through is the thing. There's so much of this that affects us in ways we can't even begin to imagine that causes us to act out ways of self-destruction like drinking too much. So this is not you, you drinking is not who you are, you're not a piece of shit, and I'm gonna help you understand why through the process that I had to go through with that. So stay tuned. Hey guys, today is my six month anniversary of uh, being booze free. Uh, there's a, actually been a lot of things that I've wanted to talk about more now. I've only done the one other video. And the reason that I hadn't done more is just because I didn't feel like I had much else to say. Um, but through this process of so many people reaching out to me and having conversations and developing friendships that are incredibly amazing because we share this similar struggle uh, and reflecting and walking through this journey with people and, and even the process of me going through it and trying to understand why, you know, why did this become an issue? Why is this still, could it become an issue? All these different things around it has, uh, has made me realize that there's more things that I can share. And, you know, I'm really not interested in trying to become a caricature of or a personality behind sobriety at all. Um, and that's kind of what the topic is going to be about. But the, the big thing is, is I just, I want to share my experience. I have no desire to speak authoritatively about anything. I don't want to get in front of a camera and sit here and talk about, here's how you do it and here's why you do it. I have no authority whatsoever in any way to talk about that stuff. But I, I can share my experience and I think that that's the best thing. I can share some of the things that I'm struggling with and maybe some of you guys can relate to it or I can share some of the things that I've learned about myself through this process because... You know, one of the biggest things that I've that I've learned through this and dealing with it with myself, with other people, my whole life basically, from a family standpoint, is this really, really, really important realization that you are not the person that you think you are in terms of the shame and the guilt and all the noise that you probably hear from externals. I've had so many people who have said, I'm walking through this completely alone. Nobody knows that I even struggle with this except for you. And a lot of times people, when I get into the conversation with them, they'll talk about how they, they just feel so much shame. If, if only people knew who I really was. And it's like, this, but this is the problem. You're hearing, you're hearing what you think you are or your identity is being predicated upon what you think other people are going to say about you. And it's going to be predicated upon what people are going to say about you. That's a big mistake. And, you know, one of the things that I've, I've learned, I mean, man, I, I did a lot of stupid stuff when I was drinking. And we do a lot of stupid things. We do a lot of self-destructive things and uh, foolish things when we are 
in a place of anxiety or depression um, or anything like that. And to me, one of the one of the things that I've learned, not just from this process, but I, I learned it a couple of years ago where it really hit home for me and that has helped me through this process is really recognizing that when you put anxiety and depression and pressure and all these unnecessary things that are just fundamentally toxic into this machine, it can't help but self-destruct in different ways. Now, people might look at you and be like, well, well you know, drinking is your issue or, you know, why are you drinking? And, but you don't know what other things other people are up to that in ways that they're coping with their addiction. So everybody's got their stuff. And that's why, like, when people say you're very brave for, I'm not brave for doing this. This is, this doesn't, it doesn't scare me to do this. What scares me is, is providing false information or being phony. That's what scares me. The best thing that I can do for anybody is just to be real about the struggle and be real about the impact of what it's, what drinking did in terms of the negative impact in my life and what the positive impact has been. Because I know that for, for me, hearing people talk about the benefits, seeing people posting, I've talked about this before, I'm probably gonna repeat a lot of things, uh, but seeing other people posting about their experience with quitting drugs and alcohol, and it, it giving me a glimmer of a hope that there was, that I could actually enjoy life. I could enjoy social situations. That, and I, didn't, I could enjoy my time after seven o'clock in the evening without needing booze to do so. It planted a seed along the way that when it was finally time that I it was time to quit drinking, you know, I believed I can get through this. I can enjoy life and I can figure this out. And I haven't figured it all out. There's a lot of answers still. Um, and part of the process for me at least has been diving into, into getting to understand myself. And I've, I've heard this. My sister has been an incredible help. My sister, Sarah. Uh, she's three years older than me. We're super close. She went into recovery, uh, I think, two years ago, just over two years ago. And her situation, you know, was was worse. Um, but she's been helpful in terms of helping me understand, here's what you're going to go through. And it's been six months. In the last week and a half, I hit this this wall. I, I don't know what it was, but I had this break in, in projects with my business where I had time and normally I would be keeping myself busy with whatever I, whatever I had to do. I wanted to be working on creative projects or I wanted to be working, whatever it was, I just wanted to keep working. I rarely would actually take time off. But for some reason at this point, I, I had, well, I'd been diving into Jordan Peterson's content. If you don't know who he is, Dr. Jordan Peterson, the author of 12 Rules of Life, I wish I would have had it with me. Um, man, that stuff has been intense. And really just trying to understand myself better has been a painful process and so one of the things was I was starting to feel a bit burnt out with work a lot of stuff a lot of wheels going on you know in the in in my mind trying to deal with that shut that off this constant noise and just realizing there's still foundational things that are happening here that if I don't deal with them I'm I'm just as susceptible uh, tomorrow as I am today as I was you know, six and a half months ago to really going headfirst into full-on alcoholism, this shit needs to be fixed. And I had a conversation with my sister today talking about this, saying it's been a very difficult last couple of weeks. I've taken this time to reflect and try to reorient myself and really look at things, you know, what am I doing in terms of work? What am I doing in terms of my whole life? Like, what am I doing and why am I doing this? Like, what do I really want to try to accomplish? 
And I've been going through Jordan Peterson's self-authoring program. If you haven't heard of it, if you love Jordan Peterson, I would jump all over that. It's it's incredible and do it as best as you can. He says, you know, do it badly. It's better than not doing it at all. Having a bad plan is better than having no plan. But, you know, you dive into some of the past stuff and it's it's like, man, you, we really don't know why we do what we do. We have no idea what it is that we're actually going through internally. And there's been some stories that I've come across in the last little while that have blown that wide open for me that have been ringing in my mind. I'm going to get into it in another, in another video. But I just want to, I, I want to really do my best that I can for you guys to communicate to you that your behavior, the shit you do when you're drunk, which most of us act like total assholes and create nothing but a mess. Uh, either way, watching the mess it makes for other people in your life, watching somebody self-destruct because of substance abuse is incredibly difficult. And... It can be really hard not to just heap on the self-condemnation and it's just a nasty spiral because now you've got this, this ori these or original issues that you had which could stem back from the moment you were born. Like honestly, the stories I've heard uh, to up until recently which has created this psychological, these psychological patterns in your life. And there are things that we don't even we don't, like we don't even can't even begin to understand how certain things that we've been through particularly as children have impacted our lives and left a mark in ways that are you know we can't even begin to comprehend we're not even aware that it's happening so that's been that's been my process in the last in the last bit it's been really flipping hard it's been really hard uh, just because it is hard like it's you know and, and I love how Jordan Peterson talks about it. he talks about it as every time you get to these points in your life it's like a death and a rebirth and the death is painful and the rebirth is incredible so when I started to go down this road I was getting into a, into a real funk feeling depressed um, because I wasn't distracting myself with the addiction of work and creative and doing that stuff because this is kind of, this is what I want to talk about There's a lot of things I'm it's very difficult for me to stay on point, so I'm going to do my best. But one of the things that he talks about is that that's what it's like. And as I started to go into it, and you start panicking trying to, why do I feel like this all of a sudden? Why am I thinking this way? Why is there so much pressure and anxiety and all these different things? Like for me to sit down and stop working, it was so hard for me for the first four or five days to allow myself to, I'm, I've set this time to go through this and reconfigure it. It was super hard for me to shut down and allow myself to do that. And part of it's just guilt. Like I should be working. I should be doing something. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting on my couch in my studio reading Jordan Peterson's book or going through his self-authoring program while my wife is dealing with four children inside. There's, there's so many things. It's like I, it took so much for me to get there. But um, the point I want to make with this is that you don't know what it is that you're going through. And to be honest with you, I'm not sober. I mean that 100,000%. I'm not sober. I don't even like the term sobriety. Um, my sister and I were talking about this, and it was actually her who brought up that, that topic of her saying, I'm not sober. And it struck a chord with me. And it's like, yeah, no, we've just shifted our addictions basically in different ways. We're still trying to run from the same shit. We're still trying to stuff down the same shit 
that created the issue in the first place. No idea how to deal with it. I mean, this stuff is complex. Like, it's really complex. And when people look at people that suffer with substance abuse and they're just like, well, just don't do it. It's like, we, I, those of us who are in it don't even understand why we do it. And it's not a simple matter of just go and stop doing it. There's a really good video. I'm going to talk more about it probably in another video and kind of break it down in terms of how it helped with my experience. But Jordan Peterson talking with the comedian Theo Vaughn. Check it out on YouTube. Just type in Theo Vaughn, Jordan, uh, Jordan Peterson and alcohol. It's a 15-minute clip. But right at the beginning of it, he talks about alcohol. If you want to get rid of alcohol, alcohol is pretty damn good. So you better have something better to replace it with. You need an adventure. You need a goal. You need something to work on that is going to be constructive and creative. Not necessarily creative in the sense of creative, but you know, creativity manifests in all types of different ways. And he was just saying, it's so good. It is so incredibly good at short-circuiting that, that entire circuit in our um, nervous system that triggers anxiety. And that's a big reason why a lot of us drink, because we suffer with anxiety about something. For me, I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. I worry about the biggest problems in the world. I uh, completely over-exaggerate my own problems. I, Because I dealt with finding my dad dead at 16 and having a, a really traumatic and unstable uh, upbringing, I look back on my childhood with zero fondness. None. Don't miss it one bit. It was horribly miserable. I love my mom and dad. My mom is an unbelievable uh, person who is just, to me, she's just this, has this incredible countenance and presence about her of life, but she struggled with alcoholism until I think six or seven years ago. It, that was tough. It just, it, by virtue, it's tough for a kid to go through that. And it was tough because of a lot of reasons. My dad died. My parents split up when I was, uh, I think I was about 10 or so. My dad moved to another province. So if you're married, you know, moved from Alberta to British Columbia and then I lost him he died of a heart attack I found him at 16 so we don't know we have no idea what how these things are impacting us in spite of the fact we think we're coping with them well and so I'm not sober uh, I'm booze free but I'm not sober I'm still running to I'm still engaged fully in workaholism minus the last week and a half, which has been tough. Like that was, the withdrawals were hard. Um, you know, it's, there's still, there's just, there's tons, I can see countless different ways where that addiction still manifests itself. I want to escape. I want to shut off the noise. And I'm glad that I'm doing it in ways that are at least productive and not counterproductive and self-destructive and destroying everybody else around me. But alcohol, uh, workaholism can really turn into that as well. And I just want to say this, I'm not saying this just to, part of it's me thinking through my process and I appreciate you b being there with me. Um, my first video I've done in a while, so I'm a little scattered, forgive me. One of the things that drives us nuts, me and my sister were talking about this, is how all these sobriety, how a lot of these sobriety coaches and sobriety personalities on Instagram, they are, they're setting themselves up for something that I don't think is going to end well because you are, they're creating this caricature of themselves as being this, this uh, shining light of sobriety. And I just don't believe that that's the case. Addictions shift. And until we deal with the reasons of what's going on, we're all, I'm still addicted. 
which is why I say I'm not sober. It can be exercise. It could be going out to the bush all the time. Still an escape. Is it healthier? Yes, it is. But it still is an escape. It still is something. Can be something. What's the intent behind it? I'm really happy to be off the booze. I will absolutely uh, affirm that. I'm super happy to be off the booze. Uh, and that, that's my update for that. I am. I wouldn't go back to it in a second. I've, it's been tempting because this has been the darkest period since quitting drinking that I've been going through because I've been processing stuff. But I wouldn't change it for the world. And whenever that temptation comes up, which it has come up more often now than before, because it's it's like you just know when you're when you drink, you know what it is. It's like I just popped that bottle, and in 15 minutes, none of this shit is gonna matter anymore, and I can enjoy the rest of the night if I don't go off the deep end and cause all kinds of sh- reckless shit, which was my proclivity. But it's you know. My encouragement to people with this, I guess, is, and you're going to hear me say these things over and over again, start to get to know yourself. And and you will when you quit and you go through this process and you're you know legitimately trying to work at it and trying to understand it, you'll go through this process of just real, raw emotion. You'll see it with anybody that's overcoming substance addiction. And that's one of my favorite things is they're so real and raw and authentic and just they recognize they got this second chance at life. I got this second chance at life. The amount of times that I could have or should have died, either self-inflicted, literally I mean that 100%, or just by accident because you do stupid stuff when you're drunk. Man, it just took the wrong chain of events in my mind and the in the biochemistry in my body to trigger the wrong who knows you just don't know things can get ugly real quick and for me i got i got into a dark place more so when i'd been drinking habitually because it messed up my neurochemistry so bad so and a bunch of unresolved issues you put those things together it's not a it's not a good scenario so the best the the advice that i would share with you from my own experience with this is a don't don't get on this sobriety kick. You're you're still going to struggle with addiction of some sort. And I'd way rather people struggle with being an addict at the gym or workaholism, doing something they love, not chasing money. That's a big thing. But it still is still is an issue, and I don't think I'm ever going to be sober. I don't think I'm ever going to be uh, not an addict. And that doesn't mean to say that I identify as an addict in the sense that a lot of people do in programs like AA, which I'm at this point I'm not a fan of. I'm not going to go. I, I'm not an alcoholic. I am not an alcoholic. If I was an alcoholic, I would be a, I would be two two sixers deep in my moonshine that I used to make, nonstop and unable to stop. I was able to stop, and the things that were contributing to me being in that place was what. By default, by the way this thing works, is inevitably going to go down that road of substance abuse because you can only take so much of that shit without some hope for something better. So, I hope I said something of substance there. That was a whole lot of stuff. But it's a struggle and it's a journey and you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Standing here looking at this, what your situation right now with whatever it is you're going through, you don't have a choice. 
you keep going down the path what you're going down. And this is a very help, helpful exercise from Jordan Peterson in that self-authoring program is he talks about write out what hell looks like for you. Like if you continue down the path that you're going down, doing the things you know you shouldn't be doing, what is your life gonna look like? What sort of hell are you gonna create three to five years from now? And write it out in detail and really get a glimpse of what this is gonna look like. And that is an, that's an amazing motivator to get you moving toward wanting to be different because we run away from pain far more than we run towards pleasure. So we, you could sit here and you know say, I want something better for my life. And that's a really important thing, but it's not gonna be nearly as motivating as my wife is gonna leave me my kids are going to hate me. They're not going to know me. I'm going to end up in jail. I'm going to end up dead. I'm going to end up a full-on drug addict, heroin addict. And my life is going to be nothing but misery and hell and disappointment and regret. And it's not going to end well. As you can see, I don't, uh, I don't script these. I just put them together. If I can recommend you some practical things. Watch that clip. Jordan Peterson and Theo Vaughn on alcohol just just search in youtube for that it's unbelievably good you can watch the first four minutes and then watch the first 30 seconds and if you're captivated watch it for as long as you're captivated and as long as it gives you value i found the whole podcast to be incredibly amazing but get on that jordan's book 12 12 rules for for life an antidote to chaos it's so important so good uh, this is a guy that's been a clinical psychologist who is arguably the most prominent in the world now. And his stuff is just amazing. His podcasts are unreal. It just gives you such good insights into what you're going through, how to deal with it, why these things happen from a strictly biological standpoint, which helps me understand. I can sit here and tell you all the shit that I did when I was drunk and not feel one ounce of shame of it because I recognize that was not me. So... If you want a course of action, start there. You gotta start finding something better. You have to find a reason to believe that things can be better. And part of that has to be, where is this hell going if I don't fix it? And that was all, both of those things happened to me the day that I decided to quit. The day that Jill told me I was gonna quit. That was what really happened. And we're gonna talk about that down the road. So, your guys' comments, your messages to me, uh, Find me on Instagram. I'll link it down below. Find me on my Facebook page. I'll link that below, Messenger. Uh, and your comments on this. Please comment on this because it creates conversation amongst others who are seeing this and struggling. It's been really, really rewarding. If that, I can ask you for one thing in return for this, if you've gotten value, is to do that and share it with somebody that you need it. I'm not asking for that for the sake of trying to game the system. And it, I read every comment. I... I respond to every message. So if you message me on Instagram, comments are harder for me to get to, uh, but I get to all of them. But please comment. Hit me up on Instagram if this is helping you. Send me a DM and I would love to talk. I spend hours talking with people and I love it. It's so incredibly meaningful to me in ways I can never begin to articulate how your guys' stories and, and if this is genuine, the stories that when people tell me this has been the thing that changed my life when it came to drinking because they felt like they were hearing somebody having a very real conversation and that's what i pride myself on being so if you could do that for me i'd really appreciate it 
Let me know your feedbacks. Let me know what you think I could, could do better for this. And I'm going to be doing more because I got some, I have some ideas teed up for what I want to talk about that I think will be beneficial from my experience. And you can decide and let me know whether or not that that's the case. We'll see you on the next one.